Welcome to episode four of Baseball Busters, a podcast busting open packs and discussing the cards inside. I'm Calvin Ripping Packs III, a man who does not want Brady Anderson to write poems about him. I'm joined by Odie, who is a good friend of Esteban Loiza. Hello. And Joe Deggs, a man who once saw Melvin Moore tear up. Deservedly so. On this episode, we're going to open up five packs. We have an 86 rack pack. We have one pack of 1989 tops, and we have one pack of Irish imports. So with that out of the way, let's bust open some packs. Joe, why don't you uh, start us off with that 86 rack pack? Well, I think it's important for our audience to know that, you know, the old-fashioned rack pack that you got at your Kmart or Caldor was clear. So you had uh, instant access to six cards, you know, out of the gate, and we'll we'll tell you the first three that we could have seen, and we'll leave the last ones at the back for the for the audience to know. But I just know that um, traditionally, Odie's always been a big fan of rack packs, <laughs> and uh, you know we're happy to kind of dive into this going forward. Is there an uh, is there an all star card um, on the top, or are they all no no all stars? There is an all-star, and for the oh, record, okay. these are 86 tops. Okay. Tops and uh, a legend in his own mind and in the in the Hall of Fame, uh, 85. We'll start with a good old uh, – Oh, wow. R- Ricky Henderson. There he is. Do you, uh, do you Mets fans want to tell the Ricky Henderson, uh, John, John Olerud uh, uh, story? I don't remember that story. You remember that story? I do, I do. So – this might be myth, to be honest with you. This might be the uh, from what I from what I heard, uh, the story might not be true. But um, back in uh, I think it was uh, the two thousand at some point, uh, Ricky Henderson and John Olerud were teammates for the second time. That's important to the story. And uh, John Olerud, due to some health reasons, wore a helmet in the field. Um, not only did he wear a helmet when he was at bat, but a helmet in the field. And uh, Ricky, having played with John. <laughs> Many years earlier, said to him, he's like, hey, so uh, I see you wear that helmet in the field. And John said, I, I do, I do, Ricky. I wear, you know, I wear it. I had some health reasons. I have to have protection from my head. Ricky goes, ah, that's, that's, that's something. You know, I played with a guy a couple of years ago that also wore uh, a helmet in the field. And John said, yeah, Ricky, that was me <laughs> in, in Toronto. <laughs> we were on the same team. So that is the uh, Ricky Henderson, John Olerud story. Very, 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 very great story. We're happy to have him on the Mets, though, that one year. He was really quite a Met. I like to imagine that somewhere in some league, Ricky Henderson's still playing and talking smack and letting everyone know he's the greatest. Because he didn't want to give it up. He really didn't, right? He was at yeah. the uh... – Yeah, he might be on the Orlando Juice for all <laughs> <laughs> True, true. Okay. So moving on in our rack pack. Ed Romero, shortstop second baseman for the Brewers. Yeah, he was, he was a utility man who couldn't do a whole much a whole bunch of anything. He was a Brewer up until this point, started in 77. Uh, there's a big gap in his career. So Brewer 77 to 80. I don't know what he was doing. You know, he might work in the stock market from 78 to 80. Maybe, you know. I think he got drafted into the – the, the army for World War II or something. Your time frame might be a little bit off there, but <laughs> possible. 
So, <laughs> so we have another uh, interesting one for you there, Matty Coon, coming up. My name is Calvin. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Mickey Hatcher. Wow. He's a great player. Yeah. Dodgers, Twins, pinch hitter extraordinaire. He is. So can I say potential buster already before you even see who he, who he is? Sure, sure. I think, that's, I, think that, I think that's acceptable. Oh, he's back. The Wizard of Oz, Ozzygian, shortstop. That's his rookie card, actually. You need to put that in some hard plastic. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he was the rookie of the year in uh, 85 for the AL. Also a big supporter of uh, Dictators, but we won't get into that right now. It's a non-political podcast, but uh, <laughs> from what I understand, that uh, dictatorship support is buster potential, from what I understand. It is, it is. Put them in, put them in the buster pack, or buster, buster pile. <laughs> okay. Terry Harper. Terry Harper. He's, uh, he's very popular at McDonough High School, Terry Harper is. I saw that card, my man. That's a that's a shout out for all the uh, McDonough fans out there. <laughs> Catcher Charlie Moore. I don't uh, I don't remember Charlie. He was around for a long time. Brewers catcher. I think he was their catcher when they uh, went to the World Series in '82. Long time Brewer. The back of the card from '73. At least up into this card, so that's a. The, if nothing else, this podcast has proved Brewer loyalty. Thir- was it thirteen? Ed Romero, Charlie Moore. Yeah. Chicago Cub shortstop, second baseman again, Chris Spire. Wow, we're getting a lot of uh, utility uh, middle infielders here. Yeah, he had a long career, too. In Expo, we have pitcher Bill Gillickson. Do I have that right? You do. Oh. Yeah, he got traded to the Yankees. He was supposed to be an ace soon after that, like two years later, I think. But at that point, he was an Expo. Atlanta Brave pitcher Rick Maller. Light, light, nice sky blue uniform, blue pants, blue shirt, blue hat. Lots of lots of blue going on there. Blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> Cubs first baseman Leon Derman. Odie, why don't you go ahead and uh, announce the next uh, next few of these? Okay, sure thing. Here we've got former Pirate first baseman Jason Thompson. He also spent some time with the Tigers. Kind of decent power, and, you know. Sort of always a good player. This guy was also sort of a good player. 
coming up next. Brewer shortstop, Robin Yao, the best Brewer. shortstop of the 1980s. No, no, no. We've already discussed this. He's listed as an outfielder there, but uh, that's, uh, that's, another, that's another one for, for hard plastic. That's, uh, is that your first Hall of Famer? Uh, uh, like, sorry, Ricky, Ricky Henderson, I guess, the all-star card would have been, been the, uh, the first Hall of Famer. Yep. Here. Let's see here. Uh, here we go. Sweet. What's it? Sweet. Uh, sweet chin music. I want to say, but that wasn't it. Frank, Frank Viola. Viola. We've seen we've seen him before on the on the on the busters. Only recently stopped being a coach for the Mets and the the minors. He was their uh, a pitching coach, I think, all the way through AAA, but. He just left the Mets this past year. He also came off of uh, two back-to-back 18-win seasons. So the uh, the circle change was starting to have an effect. It was. Uh, when, it this, was. when this card was printed. Yep. And he was quite a pitcher. St. John's University as well. He and John Franco. Oh, and here we go. Shortstop, Dickie Thon. This guy, I think, has also visited us before. Yes, he has. His career came to a, a, a screeching halt, really. Uh, right around this time, he got hit in the face by a fastball from Mets pitcher Mike Torres. And, uh, you know, he never was the same. His eyesight got worse, and, uh, you know, Dickie Thon just uh, stopped there pretty much. I think he went on to Philly but he was never the same. That's wrong, a little dicky. No. Richard. Hey, here's one more guy that was a – this was another rookie this year, by the way. This was Yvonne Calderon. Oh, wow. A guy who looked like he was going to be a stud. Was less studly than we thought, but, you know, he had a, he had a good career. He did, he did. White Sox. Yeah, I remember him as a White Sox. I remember him with a like long, uh, wet girly curl uh, hair. Yeah, like Lee Smith. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Another future Yankee. So none of us like him too much. Britt Burns. He was a pretty good pitcher for the White Sox for some time. I don't think he ever did for the Yankees what he was supposed to do. He and Bill Gullickson and. You know, a hey, whole bunch of those guys. I think they spelled socks wrong on that on that card. It is. It's supposed to be S O C K S. I think uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> these days, as I understand it. <laughs> Never mind that the white socks were red. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind that all the white socks showed up from the red socks. Indeed, they did. Here we go. Tiger second baseman Doug Flynn. Oh. Flynn, he was a Met for a while. He was, uh, I believe, an all-star with the Mets. But really, he was a pretty mediocre player through and through. We we need T Lap to uh, to tell us tell us the uh, tell us the backstory on on Doug. I know he loves Jeff Manto, but uh... <laughs> yeah. Just so you know, Doug Flynn had some tremendous slugging percentages. A few times he was uh, he seemed to top out actually. Uh, well, his his rookie year he had a three forty six, but 
during the prime of his career, he was hovering around 312 for wow. his slugging percentage. Not a slugger in the slightest sense. <laughs> Len Barker. This guy was a great pitcher for the uh, the Indians, and then uh, he was he was mediocre for the Braves. But is he, he wearing striker a couple years in a row? Is he wearing a jacket in that uh, that card, or does he just have like a really puffy like jersey? Looks like it's a jacket, and uh, it also looks like he got a sunburn. <laughs> I've had gout though in his nose. <laughs> I can't tell. What do you think? So he's he's he looks like he's a uh, he's getting sun on his face, but his 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 midsection is cold. Could have been. You know, back in the eighties, that you know the jacket, the uh, pitchers get on base, they put on the old starter jacket from mm-hmm. head to toe. Remember those days when they? That's the... right. That's right. Yeah, Len Barker kind of resembles my mechanic a little bit, but <laughs> that's okay. Here we go. Why don't you take this one? Ah, a legend. You know what, Matt Cohen? I'll let you call this one out. Okay. I still don't know who this Matt is. My name is Calvin. That's right. Bobby Valentine, manager at this point of the Texas Rangers. And he's not in disguise, hanging out in the the runway of the dugout, still managing the team, right? No That's grouch, correct. no groucho marks, uh, glasses and and mustache to uh, disguise himself from the umpires. No funny nose glasses. <laughs> no. But did you know about Bobby V? He was the inventor of the wrap sandwich. It's on record that Bobby V's uh, restaurant up in Connecticut. He uh, one time wrapped. He invented the wrap sandwich when uh, somebody came in and his restaurant had run out of bread. So they slapped it all on a tortilla. And from there onward, the wrap sandwich was here to stay. Does that work like a patent? Like now every time somebody who does that has to pay him like three-tenths of a cent every every wrap sandwich that they, they make? Is, is that how that be. works? Really should be. See, only seems right, right? I would believe so. Okay, we have uh, back-to-back Mets. What a what a great pack indeed! So, right here we have Mookie Wilson, outfield Mets. It's a very very good looking card there. <laughs> it is a little bit uh, off center there, but. Uh... Mookie, though, he's really one of the greatest Mets. I, uh, to this day, I, I'm very happy that I, I met Mookie Wilson one time. Another Little League dinner guy, he came in. Uh, I did not go to the bathroom next to him like I did Rick Cerrone, but uh, the nice thing about Mookie Wilson was he was the only New York Met that they ever invited to these Little League dinners. Otherwise, it was all Yankees. And nice. so he was he was giving his... Uh, discourse to the people of all the kids and their parents he got up front and uh i remember this quite clearly i was probably about eight years old he said uh yeah for those of you out there who are mets fans you may of course call me mookie 
For those of you who are Yankee fans, you may call me Mr. Wilson. <laughs> really appreciated Mookie from there, there on. He was uh, a great Met. Did he hit any? Uh, did he hit any ground balls that were uh, infamous in uh, maybe Red Sox history? A couple down the first base line. Yeah. Through the wickets. I remember Little League. We used to say, "Get some dirt on your glove." Get some dirt on your glove. That's right. So, and right after, right after Mookie, we have another Met great announcer, Ron Darling. Who's ailing today? So we want Ron. Uh, speedy recovery. Great announcer. Fantastic announcer. Also just wrote a book. He, uh, I have yet to read the book, but he really uh, criticized quite a few folks, and uh, so we'll see how that all plays out. But Ron Darling, also a classic. Love him. Hope he gets better soon. He was a he was a Nationals uh, color commentary. Uh, guy for for a while i think just their first year actually i think they they foolishly let him go because he went up to new york and he and keith hernandez and gary cohen became the the best announcing team in baseball bar none and for a while the nationals postgame show was was done by uh two maryland greats johnny holiday of maryland basketball and football fame and baltimore oriole Ray Knight. That's right. Yeah, I guess. Is is Ray Knight no longer a uh, Nats announcer? I haven't seen the post-game show on the Nats in a while, so I have no idea. Gotcha. It's only a matter of time before Ken Marangola takes that position over, so. <laughs> Plausible. So our next card is a uh, term – Back the clock card. Okay. Popular back in the uh, top 86 series. And we have a former single season home run champion. Turn back the clock. They had a, the 61 Roger Maris. Nice. 61 and 61. That's right. That's right. Controversial. Uh, Billy Crystal made a good movie about this called uh, 61. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they said that actually was a, a stressful time in Roger, Roger Maris's career. He was uh, known to take caffeine pretty regularly to help him that hit the 61, but I guess you could take worse things, right? To help you hit the <laughs> Sure thing. Oh. That's right. That's Roger Maris. The next is pitcher for the Red Sox, Bob Stanley. Um, pretty infamous and not famous in the uh, 86 World Series. But also, after the 86 World Series, Game 7 uh, in, the 80, in the 86 World Series, they said uh, Dallas Strawberry had a mammoth home run off Bob Stanley and, and took his time rounding the bases in, in that late in that game, Game 7. And spring training, the following year, he got some chin music from Bob Stanley that actually led to a bench-clearing spring training brawl. Nice. In 1887. I don't know if uh, people know that, but. I did not know that. That is, uh, some, that is some trivia. That is some Bob, some Bob Stanley trivia. We might, we might have to double check that one. Feel free. Feel free. <laughs> also, double check if whether or not uh, Robin Young had someone fluff his hair for him in the club in the clubhouse. But again, <laughs> the here nor there. The next card is uh, Cubs leaders. Cubs leaders and the uh, 
the least oh, fifth wow. is the Hall of uh, Famer. Hall of Famer. Aforementioned, previous great Jerry Curl. Great, great Jerry Curl. Great Jerry Curl. So uh, the 85 team leaders in the Cubs, Matt Kuhn, in the batting category, there is one player that is on here seven times. Brian Sandberg. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah. the easy, maybe the easiest baseball trivia question. <laughs> True. True. Uh, and who do you think the leader for saves for the Cubs was? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Maybe Lee Smith? All right. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit there. Low-hanging fruit. Great job. Yeah. Here we go. Giants announcer. Not at the time, but Mike Kruko. He uh, was a pretty solid pitcher for quite a while. He, he won his share of games. And uh, I don't know. Does, was... does, uh, does Mike go into the uh, buster pile? He's, is he just wearing a jacket with no, no jersey underneath of it? And <laughs> That's a good observation. Yeah. He's just like. I, I don't know. His his appearance might make him a possible possible buster. Just to not even wear a jersey, just to go out there with a with a windbreaker on a jersey. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Good call. Let's put him in the pile. How do you feel about dictators with Mike Krukhaus? <laughs> we know. I don't know. I'll check his Wikipedia. We'll have to listen to some okay. Giants games. I mean, you know, we're talking busters. So I want to make sure that what he's up against. Here we go. Scott Thompson. You know, this guy spelled his name with just one T. That's a buster. Scoop. Another, <laughs> another, another expo. <laughs> yep, he's in the buster pile because he has one T. Not the pile on the buster pile, but if we were to – if our dozens of listeners at home could see Glenn Cook's picture right now, they would automatically put him in the buster pile. They sure would. All right. He might be the leader in the clubhouse, really. The mustache is very mustachy. It really looks like he has a maybe a constipation issue going on. Could be. <laughs> you know what that poses, though? That poses the, this is going to be my only baseball card ever pose. <laughs> I think so. I think, uh, I think we're uh, – I think we're – having more candidates for for busters than we normally do so let's uh let's put them there uh yeah this guy this guy this was sort of the the time that he uh started to realize his ace potential and, uh, yeah you know he, he he went on to be a mets nemesis in the playoffs and uh he went out to sign a big contract after that i think he went to san diego and he was not nearly as good as he was supposed to be. And uh, well, good luck to you, Bruce Hurst. Went on not to do HGH. <laughs> there you go. Ah, Pedro Pete Guerrero. He's a he's a classic. He was a, a Dodger and a Cardinal. He uh, really was great with the Dodgers. He led the league in 1985 in on base percentage, 422. You know, that was, that's like Joey Votto levels almost. So, uh, really, he was far ahead of the second-place person. Who was second place in 1985 in the NL and on-base percentage? This one's going to stump you all. 86 NL on-base percentage, Willie McGee. 
No, he did not get on base that much that year. He was actually, though, he was uh, seventh. I take that back. He was pretty good in 85 on base. Well, he did hit 351, and his on base percentage was about 384. So not many walks for Willie McGee. But uh, no, second place in the NL in 1985, Mike Sosha. Oh, wow. Dodger catcher. So they had a lot of guys getting on base that year. Did uh, O.J. Simpson ever call the police on Pedro Guerrero? I'm not sure. That's uh, something that sounds plausible, though. Why wouldn't he? I think he did. O.J. called the police on Pedro Guerrero. Formidable thing. It is. You know, I want to make a retro call, by the way. I mean, I think the inventor of the wrap sandwich deserves to be uh, in consideration for the buster. He he may be. I mean, we may have to do some, uh, you know, whittling down. But uh, Buster candidate. All right, Doc, Doctor Doc Gooden. Yeah. NL what All-Star. do you think of the Doc Gooden? Coming off of uh, twenty-four wins. Yeah, 1985 was about the best year that one could have had, I think. Uh, really, it was one of the best years ever for a pitcher. And it's when the sky was the limit, but then it all came crashing down. Maybe all-star game, he wore white cleats. I went bold. That's bold. A, a young Calvin once went to a Mets-Phillies uh, exhibition game at RFK Stadium, and uh, – the, the Phillies fans, shockingly, were, were very rowdy at the exhibition game. And Daryl Strawberry was playing well far into the gap. And they kept yelling at him. And they were like, Daryl, why, why are you so far away from the line? Daryl, why are you so way, far away from the line? And this Met fan stood up. And he's like, listen, we need all of the Mets as far away from white lines as we can get them. And all the Phillies fans just started laughing hysterically. It's a little cocaine humor for everybody. <laughs> cocaine humor. It's funny because it's true. There <laughs> you got Jose Uribe. He was uh, a uh, giant shortstop for a while. And, uh, you know, that's really not, not a very good player. That's not the money, money laundering card, is it? Mm, I th- it was him, I think, but this is not the card. I think oh. it was yeah, 90 score or something like that, so. Almost, almost. Braves manager, Bobby Wine. You know, I have have very little to say about him. He was not a good manager. The Braves were not a good team then. No. They they were terrible. It's a pretty, pretty good statement for 80s Braves baseball. Terrible. Yeah. Bob Horner, Glenn Hubbard, Ken Oberkfell. Mediocrity. Dale Murphy, probably the only good player. True. This guy was also a bit of a nemesis for the Mets in the the World Series. I think we've discussed him previously. He had a good series that year. Yeah, Marty Barrett. He was he was he was talked about on uh, episode three of the Busters. All right, Buster archivist. Yeah. Good work. I have a database of uh, all Buster cards pulled. Pretty sure this guy's terrible. I agree. 
let's just put him aside. I mean, even for a good player, he uh, he could be a buster. Just look at look at that mullet and that that mustache. I mean, that uh, that might get you there. Mustachio. I just wish that he. I just wish that he would cut his sideburns off. <laughs> <laughs> the player is all star first baseman Don Mattingly. Oh, that's who that so is. Everyone knows. <laughs> for those of you who are not watching the video. You got this one. So we have a 85 record breaker car. I remember this back in the uh, mid-80s. They would come out with these cards that just discussed great accomplishments during the year. And this one was the 85 record breaker card that Tony Perez of the Cincinnati Reds, the oldest player to hit a grand slam. Nice. So, uh, How old was he when he hit that grand slam? Stop the presses. He hit it when he was 42 years old. But he also hit it on May 13th. Wow. Which is almost uh, 1985. Wow. Oh. Do almost, some math. What, 34 years ago? 34 years ago. That means I don't, uh, I don't know if Tony's still with us, but I think he is still with us. He's, uh, well, he was the oldest player at that time. He's not really that old. He's only, because uh, it came one day prior to his 43rd birthday would be May 14th if, uh, if all of this is accurate. So he's coming up on his, uh, what is it? He was born in 42. He's coming up on his 77th birthday. Well, so, the Busters, Tony, if you're still with us, the Busters want to uh, wish you a uh, happy birthday coming up. You know, Tony, if you hit a grand slam today, <laughs> record that would never be beat. Very true. Very true. Very true. Much like uh, – Cal Ripken's record. Right. I'll let you go on this one. <laughs> Again, cards that are now very valuable. The checklist. A, a checklist. If you have a checklist that's not written on and in good shape, people pay good money for this. You should get that one graded. That's right. An 86 graded checklist. Pat Clements. You know, Pat Clements. He's got the uh, he's got the square he's got the squared pirate hat. So that's oh, cool. that's always nice. And so. that cap looked like a bit of a birthday cake. It did. It did. It, they should bring that back. I would I would do that. I used to have one of those hats when I was a young child. Never really wore it though. Here we got some Ray Burris. Ray Burris was uh, on many teams in his career that. Cubs, the Yankees, the Mets, the Expos, the A's, the Brewers, wow. as you can see here. Yeah, he's a Brewer there. He's a pitcher. Yeah, he, he, he spent some time on the hill. Ray got around more than Kevin Elster. <laughs> <laughs> see what you did there. Frank Darrell Tanana. Nice. Is he, a, is he a Hall of Famer or a borderline Hall of Famer? I don't think so. He ended up having a bad shoulder, and he went from being a flamethrower to uh, kind of a crafty pitcher. I don't think he always got the credit that was really due. Um, as of 1985, Frank Darrell Tanana was 147 wins, 144 losses, which is not Hall of Fame caliber. But, you know, he, he was a pretty good pitcher many times. Led the league in strikeouts in 75 and then 
76, he got a lot of them, and then pretty much his arm was shot soon after that. Two years later, he was down to uh, half the amount of strikeouts he had the year he led the league, 269 down to 137. Oh, wow. Big shoulder or elbow problems. Didn't, didn't, didn't have that pitch count. Very true. Ben Oglevy, this guy, uh, I believe his rookie card he shares with Carlton Fisk, if I'm not mistaken. No, that might be Cecil Cooper, but I think it's Ben Oglevy. He, uh, he's a guy who, uh, you know, had some good power for a while. Longtime brewer, part of Harvey's Ballbangers. Nice. Buddy Bell, part of the the Bell family. His uh, kids played Major League Baseball. His dad played Major League Baseball. He was a great fielding third baseman for for quite some time. Buddy Bell. His dad, Gus Bell? His dad was Gus Bell. That's right. I can't remember the name. David Bell. That was one of his kids. So, and I think there was one other Bell that was a kid of his, but it was not Jay Bell. I can tell you that for sure. Was it Juan Bell? Uh, not likely to be Juan Bell either. <laughs> so is that the end of the, uh, the 86? Okay, so that's going to take us to the 89 tops, and then we'll finish up with that uh, Irish import. I have some broken pieces of 30-year-old gum, uh, if anybody would be interested in it. Didn't taste good then, probably doesn't taste good now. Our first player is pitcher Dan Quisenberry. Oh, I love Dan Quisenberry. When he was a royal reliever, he was a stud reliever. He was big in the... Uh... The '85 World Series, right against that's right against the Cardinals, right? He's on the Cardinals in that in that in that picture, but he was crucial in the Royals winning against that. Was he a sidearm or uh, like a full submariner? Yeah, he was a full submariner, actually. I think. Yeah, he was the first guy that did that. I thought he. I think he should deserve some Hall of Fame consideration. The uh, the Orioles had this guy Todd Froworth, who was a uh, who was a submariner. And he got ejected, and uh, when he went to he, – he was, he was so upset with the umpire, he went to throw his hat and throw his glove. And when he did it, he threw him in a submarine motion because he, he didn't know how to throw overhand. So, All right, so we, we have a Chicago White Sox, Ken Williams – He's an outfielder, but he would later go on to be the general manager of the, the White Sox. Yeah, he still is to this day, I believe. Oh. He's all in blue. So when do they get together in the that's how Chicago and say, okay, you know, we're the White Sox. Maybe we should be dressed in white. Like, when did that conversation happen? That's a fair question. Maybe shortly after they drafted Frank Thomas. I don't know. So the next card is... Indians first baseman Luis Medina. This was supposed to be a uh, hot prospect at the time that never panned out. Mm. Going back to back Indians, 
we have second baseman Juan Franco. Uh, Julio Franco. Julio Franco. Oh, yeah. Julio Franco. Yeah, he yeah. he was a great player. He went on to play for a long, 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 long time. I think he uh, he uh, he held his bat at a interesting uh, interesting angle when he would we get ready to hit. It was uh, over his head, pointed uh, directly at the, the the barrel, pointed directly at the pitcher. Yeah, yeah, that yeah that that broad swing. Also, Julio Franco was when they actually had to dig deep into players' real ages. You know, when they thought he was. Uh, in his mid thirties, they found out he was sixty-two. <laughs> sixty-two, still playing for the uh, the Indians. That's right, and to this day, I think he's still playing. He's about one hundred and eighty-four. <laughs> so, making his second appearance, Bruce Hurst, the Red Sox pitcher. I see him rubbing that elbow too. Like he's got a sore elbow in that picture. Yeah. If he that's, did, that's his glove hand, though. So I think I think it'll be okay. Right. That's where he was hiding the, the Vaseline. Or again, you know, some HGH would really help the elbow. <laughs> we have California Angels outfielder Devon White. He would later go on to make a pretty big World Series uh, catch. All right. He was a good center fielder, great fielder. This is going to be a callback to episode one of the baseball busters this is mr ojeda he has all 10 fingers in this picture (laughs) (laughs) we're happy for you bob i bet bet that bob right there which you call the landscaper (laughs) he could have afforded one he could have really all right we have a Cubs pitcher, a lefty. We have Frank DePino. Anybody remember Frankie? Yeah, I kind of remember him as a reliever. Kind of a middle relief. A middling middle reliever. Yeah, yeah. We have another left-handed pitcher. If you're left-handed and you can throw, you're, you're in the majors. We have Ken Daly. He was part of that crew with uh, Rick Horton, Ricky Horton, who we had last show. He was. A bunch of those guys. All right. We have Baltimore Oriole pitcher Mike Morgan. Don't uh, don't remember about Mike. Maybe that's because he went one and eight. So <laughs> that might be why I don't remember him. He had a long career, though. He was on a lot of teams. He and Terry Mulholland seem to be a couple of guys that always got traded around the trade deadline. Here's a, here's a guy, uh, bounced around, outfielder. At this point, he is a Anaheim Angel, Tony yeah. Armas. Yeah, Tony Armas. He led the league in home runs one year, I think. He, he had some power. All right. This is a uh, pretty decent card. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Known for being a great Met. That's right. He was a great Met. Dodger, Indian. And Met. Maybe, maybe another team after that. I don't know. Don't remember any other teams. I don't know. That's Dodgers and Indians. Eddie Murray. Easy Ed. All right. <laughs> Got along we, with everybody. We have – oh, we have a – we have another pitcher. We have – 
Kevin Kaufman. He's pictured as an Atlanta Brave, but if you read the, the fine print there in the corner, it says, now with the Cubs. Now with the Cubs. I'm surprised one team wanted them, let alone two. Should say, doesn't really matter. <laughs> Moot point. <laughs> All right, this is, this is this, this pack is heavy on pitchers. We have Milwaukee Brewer. Ah, Chris, Chris Basio. Basio. Oh, look at that. That might be. Look at that. Bring that back. Look at that picture again. Yeah, he's always been so pudgy. That's, that's Buster Mertetz. Oof. Yeah. All right. He I'll just got him. fired as the Tigers uh, pitching coach this year. And he just got fired? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. That might be uh, a – He a, said a, something that was a little racy. That's what got him fired. Well, that's uh, – then he's definitely a buster. Uh, I, I, put, I put him in my buster pile. So, And the last card in the 89 tops is outfielder Gary Thurman. Oh, he was a top prospect for the Royals. It never panned out. They really thought he was going to be great. Yeah, this is a this is rookie status with the the Donruss in his day. This that uh, that was his rookie card. So that's the end of the '89. So if we're ready for those uh, Irish imports to uh, to finish us out here, right. we know they're from Ireland because it's talking about American baseball. Nice. So these these cards are pretty cool. For those that are overseas, it gives a, a nice explanation on the back about what baseball is and what the terminology means. A little bit difficult to open. Have some old Irish chewing gum in there. We'll just leave it in the pack. We don't need that. So our first card, California Angel, Mike Witt. These cards are a little smaller. I'm going to hold up a, a regular size <laughs> card. <laughs> you can see that they're oh, wow. a yeah. bit smaller here. So my hands did not get bigger in the last 30 <laughs> seconds. It's that the cards are smaller. And on the back of the card, it has a talking baseball category where it describes what ERA is. What is ERA? According to this, it's the uh, – the ERA category indicates pitchers' earned run average. This is computed by multiplying earned runs by 27 and dividing by outs pitchers has achieved. How about that? This guy became a Met. He came over with Alejandro Pena in the deal, I believe. The, the Mets, did they send Juan Samuel to the Dodgers for him? For him? They, they got him they from the Phillies and they – Moved over, mm -hmm. over to the to the Dodgers. So it was essentially a trade of Lenny Dykstra and Roger McDowell for Mike Marshall and Alejandro Pena. And with Mike Marshall, you can uh, learn what a fly ball is. And also you can find out that he wears size 14 shoes. Really, there's, there's a lot of info packed in these tiny cards. Oh, this guy. Here we go. Why don't you read this one, Matt? Calvin. Calvin. Brady Anderson. Yeah. Is that a what, – what year are these cards uh, from? Do you know? Uh, these must be from 1989. So this is, a, this is a Brady rookie card. It is, all the way from Ireland. Yes, it's an Irish Brady rookie card. We might have to get this in plastic. And it's also the number one card in the set, as you can oh. see. Oh. 
that was a harbinger of things to come if I've ever seen one. Yeah, you might uh, you might be able to retire off of that one. That's true. That's true. Yeah, he played guard on his high school basketball team, and it talks about what the G category is for both batters and pitchers. It's the number of games in which a player has appeared. Brady played in 94 games in 1988. I thought I might say what the G is in HGH. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. The G stands for growth. Here we go. Great name, Mark Gubaza. Royals pitcher. He was... uh, he is the ER category, earned run. And finally, the last card. It's a little one. Pete O'Brien. Yeah, with the Indians. He, he really made his, uh, his name for himself when he was with the Mariners. But here they're showing him with the Indians. Was he a, was he a Texas Ranger for oh, a while? Oh, yeah, he was with the Rangers, too. So you're totally right. He started with the Rangers. Absolutely. All right. So that's our that's our last card. So now we need to uh, narrow down the the, the busters. So uh, why don't you guys let me know who's in your uh, your buster pile over there? We've got a lot here. We've got uh, an Ozzy Guillen rookie mm-hmm. card. Nice. We got Scope Thompson. Scoot. Or Scott with one T. I don't know how you want to say it. He's there because he, he, he only has one T. We have a jacket-wearing Mike Krukow from the uh... – Is Mike Krukow uh, – let's just figure out right now. Is Mike Krukow – is he a starting pitcher or a relief pitcher? He was a starter. Okay. Because we've been very heavy, we've been very heavy on uh, relief pitchers as uh, as busters. So. Yeah, we need to fill out our rotation here. <laughs> I actually think uh, a kind of a famous play, although it happened since then. I think Mike Krukow once fielded a a comebacker where he couldn't get the ball out of his glove, and he threw the ball. He threw his glove and ball over to first. Oh, nice. Um, but I don't know if that helps him to be buster or not to be a buster. But, I don't know. Uh, that jacket does not help him. It does not because they were like hey pictures are being taken today for your for your cards and mike's like am i gonna wear a jersey i'm not gonna wear a jersey i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go out there with a with a jacket on well in the same scenario glenn cook is like man i haven't pooed in like five days but uh all right here we go gotta do it reason <laughs> Look at that. He's 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 shaking off the uh, he's shaking off the number one. He's he's and then when he gets the number two, he's he's, That's right. he's, he's That's giving right. him the nod on the number two. And then uh, I don't know. Who is this guy? Mr. Rap Sandwich. Uh, Mr. Rap Sandwich. sandwich. If if the uh, if the Buster is a negative connotation there. Yeah, I guess you're right. The inventor of the, of the rap sandwich. Yeah. I think we should just highlight him and give him his moment to shine. Yeah, Bob, Bobby, thanks for the thanks for the rap sandwich. We all, all, right. we all appreciate it. He's coming off the list. So is that your pile there? Yeah, Ozzy Guillen. Okay. Shirtless Mike Krukow. 
Scott Thompson, who had a much longer career than I ever knew. The guy had been playing since 1978. Scoot. 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 Scotch. Glenn Cook. Only card ever. 945 ERA. Wow. 40 innings pitched. Almost (laughs) 10 runs a game. You know this was his only card. Wow. Not a good pitcher. All right, and I have over here, I have Chris Basio. So, um, so it's, it's now, time, now time to vote. Um, uh, I'll go first. I'm going to vote for, uh, for Mr. Cook. Uh, unfortunately, I know it's another pitcher. But uh, I'm, I'm, the way things are panning out, where uh, maybe we're building our, our bullpen first. Uh, but uh, I'm gonna. Well, he was for... a starter. He had oh, nine yeah. starts or seven starts that year out of nine games pitched. He gave up 42 runs in 40 innings. All right, so he's the at this point, if he makes it, he's the he's our opening day starter on the on the Busters. Yeah, so. the hell. <laughs> yeah, I I. Uh... I think I would go for uh, Scott Thompson as our first baseman here. Scoat. Scoat, pardon me. (laughs) (laughs) Scoat with one T. We we don't need more T's. So this is tough because I think uh, the end of episode three, I kind of said that Ozzie Gullen dodged a bullet because of his uh, somewhat idiotic, outspoken views. But then I kind of think since we're floating around the mid-80s, we'll see him again. We'll yeah. see him again. Yeah. So we'll, yeah. we'll probably see him again. I don't think we're ever going to get another opportunity to see Glenn Cook in action, <laughs> to be honest with you. So Scott Thompson had a much longer career, so he may come back if we ever venture back a little farther. So it's down to me to be the tiebreaker between Glenn <laughs> Cook and Scott Thompson. And I think, you know what, I'm going with Scott. You know, I think at this point – we have a lot, a lot of relievers. We got to get some position players for our uh, our Buster lineup, and uh, we have our first baseman. All there right. So Scoot's uh, Scoot's uh, scooping some scooping some balls over at first base for for the Busters. Indeed, that's, that's our it. guy. All right. Congratulations, Scoot. Scoot it up. But Ozzy, just so you know, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. <laughs> we have forgot about you. You will be our middle in, our middle infielder for the the Buster team, or maybe our manager. Maybe we'll need a manager. Maybe, a manager. maybe. or the inventor of the wrap sandwich could uh, could be the manager. Oh, I hope we get that opportunity once again. Maybe the funny nose glasses will be enough to get him <laughs> on the Buster category. All right. So, do we have uh, do we have any uh, any last thoughts? Uh, I think uh, we pulled a couple of Hall of Famers. We have uh, Eddie Murray. We have Robin Yount. We have Ricky Ricky Henderson. A couple of him. Yeah. We got a crappy first baseman from the Yankees. We did. With uh, thankfully he shaved the sideburn, so that that's good. So we had Elise Smith as well. New 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 Hall of Famers. Oh yeah, yeah. Can't think about him. Dickie Thon. A Brady Anderson rookie card. Straight out of Ireland. Yeah. From Ireland, no less. 
All right. So if that's gonna if that's gonna do it for us, uh, I'll tie it up, and I'd like to uh, congratulate Scott one last time for his prestigious honor of uh, being the first position player to to be a Buster. Um, I'm Scott. Uh, how many uh, how many home runs did he hit that year? Do we do we have a power hitting uh, first baseman or, or no? In fact, he hit zero home runs that year, and for his career, uh, six hundred twenty six games, he has a career five home runs. That that that's that's fitting. We have a uh, we have a glove man for our, our first baseman. We're getting no uh, no no pop out of our uh, our first baseman, so that's very fitting for the for the Buster Squad. Yeah, in fact, I, I'm sorry. I was only looking at his expo stats. He he came over mid-season from the Giants, and uh, were you not? He didn't hit any homers for the Giants either that year. So 94, 98 games, no home runs. Wow. All right. So I'd like to thank everybody for, for listening to this episode of the Baseball Busters. If you could please go on to iTunes and subscribe, rate and review, we'd really enjoy it. And you know that we are the best podcast out there of opening up old packs of cards and discussing them. So if you'd like to give us a follow on social media where we'll share images of these cards, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Baseball Busters Podcast, Twitter at Baseball Busters, and Facebook.com forward slash Baseball Busters. And I'd like to put a plea out to the Buster Brigade to tweet at us some pictures of their worst baseball cards um, to get a little interactive there. So I'd like to thank everybody. I'd like to once again say, uh, say congratulations to Scout. Uh, maybe get in the weight room, lift some weights. We're going we're gonna to need some pop over there at first base because our, our pitching staff isn't very good and our, our bullpen isn't very good either. So Give Brady answer a call, Scope. Yeah. He's, uh, he'll tell you how to uh, lift some weights. So, all right. Little Brady. Little Brady. Guys, if you want to you wanna say goodnight, uh, we will, we will we'll sign off here and we'll be back very soon with episode five. Thanks for coming.